This conference will now be recorded. Good evening. This is the Honesdale Borough Council meeting, April 25th, 2022. James Hamill presiding. All those that are present here, if you wish to speak tonight, please register in the register under the clock. Anyone who is online who wishes to speak, President Hamill will uh, at that time ask you to unmute and to speak at that time. We'll get started in just a moment, folks. I know we're waiting for a member of the public to join us who we wanted to um, uh, recognize early on in the meeting. So um, I would like to start promptly though, and maybe we could prolong that if that's okay with everybody uh, for Mr. Carney's arrival. I did see him on his walk over here, so hopefully he's uh, not meandered off on the uh, cleanup trail. I was going to say, probably, probably <laughs> right? But uh, Mr. Mayor, if you wanted to have uh, anybody from the public uh, begin the, the meeting, at least uh, in the interim, and then we can start the official meeting shortly thereafter. Very great. Uh, Matthew Laurent is with us tonight, and he's going to offer some words. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, no, you're not recorded. They can't hear you. You did not. You're not recorded at all. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's my last time here. <laughs> A wondrous Creator, we ask that you look over this gathering and guide all decision making. Have us conduct our business in a respectful manner. Give us the courage to speak honestly and with humility. May we have the courtesy to listen to others openly. Grant that we work in a spirit of cooperation and community. May the well-being of our beloved borough always be at the forefront with self-serving agendas placed aside. May our community always be a reflection of the many graces you bestow on us and may we grow and prosper as we appreciate and acknowledge your glory. Amen. Thank you so much for that tonight, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll call the meeting to order at 6.01 p.m. If everyone would please rise for a Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you very much. Ms. Poltanis, would you please uh, hold a roll call for uh, borough officials. And if anybody's on virtually tonight, would you, <laughs> would you, there's one less attendee tonight here now at the meeting, but if somebody um, is online, I would please just note for the record that they are attending virtually, but in, pre in person, you could say here and uh, that should suffice. Thank you. James Hamill. Here. Jason Newbon. Here. William McAllister. William. Here on. He's virtual. Yes. Hopefully My, you heard me. Yes. We I'm can, here online. Yes. Michael Algello. Here. David Nielsen. Present. James Jennings. Here. Jared Newbon. Here in person. Mayor Derek Williams. Present in person. Solicitor Richard Henry. Present in person. DPW Director Dan Brown will not be attending. 
He's in training. Uh, Secretary Judith Poltanis, present in person. Fire Chief Steve Bates. Police Chief Rick Southerton. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Poltanis. At this time, we'll open up the floor. I know that the uh, uh, newer rules that went into effect in 2021 dictate that if we do want to add something to tonight's agenda that wasn't previously added, we want to add it by a majority vote by council. And so if anybody has a motion to make in regards to uh, resignations that we've received or, or any other matters uh, that have come to our packets, please uh, please feel free to do so. This is where I go. I have a motion I need to maybe get passed. It can wait if we have to let it wait, but it's for the buildings committee to uh, start to advertise for a superintendent's position. It was approved. Everything was approved. We just have to make a motion to uh, advertise for the position. If you don't want to do it now, we can do it in two weeks. Okay. Has everybody uh, heard Mr. Nelson's discussion regarding a building superintendent? Um, I guess it would not necessarily be hiring, but it would be advertising. Advertising for the position. Yes, okay. There's a motion on the floor to uh, add this to the agenda, uh, an item advertising for a position for building superintendent. There's a second on the floor by Mr. James Jennings. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. That will be added to the agenda under buildings, if that's okay with you, Mr. Nelson. Perfectly good. Thank you. Wonderful. All right. Anything else? I know we do have a, a letter of resignation that dovetails with another letter of resignation from our Parks Commission. And if we wanted to add that to the agenda as well, I know we're accepting one resignation tonight and we're certainly able to entertain that. Uh, that would be the... You could add the name. Okay. So we got a letter of resignation from Faraji Starks from the Parks and Recreation Commission. I'd like to add that. I make a motion to add the resignation to the agenda tonight. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. James Jennings. Is there a second? Second, second from Mr. Jason Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Excuse me, President. Was that Jason Newbon? Jason Newbon was the second. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Hearing no opposition, the motion carries. That will be added then in addition to the other resignation we have to consider. There's also a yellow uh, item in the packet too from the Planning Commission. And if we wanted to add that for under zoning, Mr. Adjil, I'm not sure if you see, saw this. This is concerning the yellow path subdivision. For the time constraints, it needs to be added for tonight. Okay. Yes, I'd like to make a motion that under the zoning this evening that we enter in our record and possibly follow on a recommendation by the planning commission for a property in fair act. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Agello to add that item to our agenda. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Jared Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries and we'll have that under zoning if that's okay. Sorry. This copy I, just I came in today. Sorry, I just it just arrived today, this morning. I didn't say it. But there was a question at the last meeting about it, okay. and uh, three of the members are here and at that meeting said that it was voted on, but then uh, Mr. Lapatowski, who's also here tonight, said it would be fine at this meeting. Okay, thank you. But I was still waiting for the Planning Commission to give me the correspondence, which did not arrive yeah. until today. Okay. 
All right, any other items we'd like to add to the agenda tonight? I know that this happens from time to time and it helps us get borough business done in an efficient manner. So again, thank you to everybody for handling those. Uh, next item on the agenda is an announcement of an executive session that took place on the 11th of April after our previous meeting. It began at 7.35 p.m. and ended at 8.02 p.m. Uh, Councilors Nielsen, Jennings, Ajello, myself, Jason Newbon, Jared Newbon, and William McAllister, as well as the mayor and Mr. Henry were involved. And that was uh, involving uh, discussion of a Homesdale Police Officers Association grievance and personnel matters. All right, we've dispensed with some of the uh, obligatory things. Now something that uh, I have, uh, as well as numerous other folks here behind the dais have been looking forward to. We, uh, we get to recognize members of our community very, very few times throughout the year. And uh, this one is a very apropos time to have Mr. Carney, um, James Carney, you go by Jim, correct? If you wouldn't mind, sir, come on up to the podium because we, uh, we just celebrated Earth Day on Friday. And uh, I, I wanted to uh, have you, yeah, you can come right on up here too. Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. And first, I'll shake your hand because Mr. Carney here, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, and you may know already, forgive me, he has come uh, around town. You can take that microphone too, Mr. Carney, to, to chat. Um, he's he's come around Hello? town. Hello. Yep, that works just fine. <laughs> on his own volition, on his own time, to give up his time and talents to make our community more beautiful. Um, he picks up. Uh, so many minute pieces of litter and debris and trash throughout town and doesn't ask for a thank you, but here we are today commending him for his service to his community, which he does without any <laughs> seeking of gratitude for. So um, I know I'm just one member of council and I know the mayor certainly uh, represents the people as well as an individual elected to office. And on behalf of the council and on behalf of everyone in the borough, we wanted to express our gratitude for all you do in any season, any weather, <laughs> through any terrain to make our, our Honesdale borough more beautiful uh, because it's people like you who really do make the difference. Um, and we applaud you for that. So thank you for all. Thank you. I would just um, just add that in my experience over the years, it, a moment that stands out to me while visiting another place at a music festival was somebody going around picking up cigarette butts. And they were all dressed up, you know, with a nice pony costume on and being goofy about it. And I remember thanking them and saying, hey, I really appreciate you doing this. Their comment was, I'd rather be picking strawberries, but here I am. <laughs> and I think you can relate to that. And the reason people do this instead of picking strawberries like we'd all rather do is because they care so deeply. So thank you very much for, for what you do. 
Well, so we, we have we have a certificate for you if the mayor wanted to present that to you and obviously any members of council too who wanted to say anything in regards to your your self-sacrifice for the borough anybody else just yeah thank you i see you every day mm -hmm. give me a wave so thank you for, for everything we do Read it off, absolutely. Right. So this year we have a certificate of citizen recognition presented on this 25th day of April 2022 at Borough Hall. Mr. James Kearney, Jim, <laughs> an appreciation of outstanding effort demonstrated to keep our streams and sidewalks clear of unsightly litter and debris. Please accept this certificate as acknowledgement of your time and labor on behalf of the Borough of Homestead. Said, I thank everybody here. I given a lot of hard times. I'm still trying to get stuff done. I got two major ones, or not major, but I'd appreciate it be addressed a little bit faster. Is it one is down by Mike's on the side street there, the ice cream place? They close up at night, they leave their can, keep full of napkins and keep things. The wind picks up. I went down there this morning. I'm picking it all back up, putting it in their cans. Now, if they close at nighttime, take the bags in and get them up the street. Yeah. You know, and uh, like I said, in a garbage can. Put another one on one of these blocks here because that, and the people with the diners and stuff. Like I said, I don't have no problem with them. Mm -hmm. But if they have outside seating, they should have their own cans. That one right up here on the end of Main Street, that ice cream place there, that was full of same thing, packed right full. Mm -hmm. And the household garbage that gets put in these is another issue. I found I nailed the guy the other night. <laughs> I think it's a little too loud. Yeah. I seen him do it and I hollered at him about it. And he was stood by his car and looked at me kind of weird and that nice little there's a fine against that for living. I said, whether you know it or not. I said, I'll take your license. Want me to push it? So I don't know if he'll do it anymore or not. I have no idea. But we should I don't know any of these people much here. <laughs> Back in this end, villain, but like I said, I appreciate everything you do. And one more thing I want to ask you I said something about putting the stone over there, if you would, and the bearish thing. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. That would be amazing. Other than that, I've kind of seen that. And a, so, and a little power wash to boot. Yep. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a little power wash. They people up in there too, and they just sit there and they throw their garbage around in there too. So. But you, they done a nice job. By the way, they didn't get that one TV set either. Oh no! <laughs> Is it still sitting there? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll hop by. Yeah, it's right down over the bank. You can see it right over where O'Connell's have that okay. garage. Yeah, it's right down over the bank there. So that's about it. Yeah, we had a bunch of volunteers come out this weekend and take a few dozen <laughs> bags of trash off. You know the, yeah, the river done, banks. Yeah, they did a nice job. What they did, especially down there, right there. And that—that's the right. other issue too. You know what I was talking about yeah. on that. You don't solve that problem. 
you're going to have that problem continue. And you, that's what we they cleaned it two years ago. Like I said, yeah, the no. people lives there, they scattered over there, they get moved out, they don't pick it up, they don't care. That's where the tires come from and all the other stuff. They leave it late, they're, they're gone. I know Mr. Nilsson has made a complaint officially with the zoning department on that house on Riverside Drive in particular. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and two other people who were involved in the cleanup then. Oh. Well, the I, same. I was told on the zoning again the other day, they, you know, about it. And they said they're working. Well, it's, it's, like I said, no settled after on these landlords. It's not going to happen. It's going to be constantly over there across the street. Yep. So, another than that, I mean, you get out of your meeting, I got to go to my other meeting. Yes, I knew you had another meeting. So, thank you again for coming today. Can we take a couple pictures? You look like we surprised you a little bit. <laughs> just, just here. Mr. Carney's not bashful to say what he puts on his mind, which is a good thing in this scenario. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. And we thank all the folks too. Who yeah, thank you. Wouldn't know you without it. Have a good one. And of course, there were a lot of folks who came out this weekend and, and do also, uh, he has a couple other cohorts who go out there with him and uh, help clean up. So it's really great to see people who, who give back to the community like that. So thank you again to him and everybody else for taking part in this. Mr. Nilsson, I know you drafted up the certificate and Ms. Poltanis had it taken team. care of as well. And team effort. Team effort. Team effort. Thank you. Yep. All right, so we can move on to public comment. And I know um, we have two folks here signed in currently, and Mr. Vonson and Mr. Lopatowski. Do you guys uh, plan to speak to issues on the agenda? And if you do, you're certainly welcome to uh, step up, Mr. Vonson, or I know you like to hold your time until stormwater comes up. Okay, so Mr. Lopatowski, right? If you'd like to speak to your issue, you are certainly welcome to now, and you can also wait until the zoning discussion. I know it's about the helipad subdivision. So you're welcome to wait until then. Whatever you got, to do. It's the ball's in your court. So this would be the public comment period where you can choose to to speak now on that issue, or you can wait until we bring it up as a council later on in the agenda. It's entirely up to you. <laughs> Mr. Vonson waits. Mr. Vonson. <laughs> Traditional. Traditional. He he does. All right, he's waiting. All right, so you guys will both 
wait uh, until we get to those items on the agenda. Was there anybody else online or in person who wanted to sign in and speak to any items on the agenda tonight? Because anything not on the agenda, we can wait until the end of the meeting, unless there's something pressing. Hearing none, all right, we'll move on uh, to minutes, regular meeting from last meeting. We had a, a copy of those in your packets, uh, and I wondered if there were any members of council who would like to approve those minutes or make a motion to do so. I'll make a motion to approve the minutes as presented. Mr. Michael Jello with second. a motion, Mr. Nielsen with a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. All right, on to requests. We have a three requests from two separate parties, the Wayne County Public Library, requesting that 14th Street partially be closed between West Street and East Street on um, July 22nd, between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. for a truck zoo. And I know that this event had to be put on hold in the past due to COVID-19 and, and the restrictions, but I know Ms. Betty and everybody else at the library are very jazzed to have it back, and that's usually really well attended. Mm -hmm. I also know that she's requested that the street sweeper be in attendance, mm -hmm. and we should have to ask the street sweeper if, if it's okay. If he's showing up. Um, would we entertain a motion to approve that request from the Wayne County Public Library? I move to approve the truck zoo event as sponsored by the Wayne County Public Library, including the closure of 14th Street from Main to West Street, and to authorize the Public Works Department to participate in the event on April 11th, 2022, from 5, that looks like it passed, did that already pass? July? It says, it says April. Oh. July. July 22nd. I have it on the agenda. July 22nd. Okay, from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m.? Yes. Thank there's, you. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Nilsson. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Jason Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. We have two further requests uh, from Wayne County Creative Arts Council, Independence Day celebration vendor setup time change. And I know Ms. Keeler had suggested because it's a Saturday, the uh, county is not in operation that Saturday. And so we wouldn't necessarily run into issues with county employees being there until five o'clock PM or even four o'clock PM. And so the request was to move that time frame up to four o'clock for setup for the festivities for the fireworks show. So Ms. Poltanis. She contacted oh. me today and she resubmitted the whole thing again on the pink paper. So I'm not sure if everyone has had, had a chance to read the Understood. whole item or whether you want to send it to Parson. That is a good question. Is it, is it different than what she emailed? Yes. She contacted me today and she said I'm resubmitting it because she has she's changing it again. This one it should have been in your mailbox. It's pressing, is it? No. No, it's in July. Um, so if we did want to put this to either the commission or to the committee mm -hmm. to come back with, we could certainly do that. And I think Ms. Keeler would be okay with that. Correct, Ms. Boltanis, to your knowledge? Yeah, she okay. keeps sending it. And this one doesn't, I think she wanted it even earlier than 4 o'clock. Looks like 3 p.m. cars right. removed and vendors set up. All right. Uh, why don't we have this? Um, 
go back to the committee, if not the commission, to to be fully vetted based on, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces, GHP and Creative Arts Council and everybody, and obviously being a Saturday, and that, that might require a little bit more thought ahead of time, if that's and, okay with council. Right, and the one that you received for the meeting was also extending her activities into August. Correct. Which I'm not sure if, if, if that's mentioned in this meeting. We could always entertain that. I believe the event change and request was because the Holmesdale Performing Arts Center at the high school, the renovations there would not be available for a backup site on a rain date. So they were extending it so that that could happen for the old time fiddlers. If we did want to approve that at this time. That was in your meeting packet. That was in the original meeting packet. Yeah, that's just... yeah, I... yeah, one last thing. I move to approve the extension of the Wayne County Creative Arts Council events through August 1st, 2022. And... Oh. That's it. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. James yeah. Jennings. Second. There a second? There's a second from Mr. Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you very much. We'll uh, entertain that request, I think, at a later council meeting then. Mr. Henry, reports, please. You are up first. Very, very briefly, Councilman. I continue to work with uh, Mr. Jennings and the Stormwater Committee as well as Ms. Bocanis, and uh, I think we've made a fair amount of progress recently, and I think Mr. Jennings will report on that later. That's all I have to report this time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Henry. Any questions for the solicitor at this time? I have a question. Any any update on Lupkib Tracy Street? Tracy Street, Lutkib? No, no update at all. Nothing. Thank you, gentlemen. Mr. Mayor, you're up. Mr. Williams. Thank you. So, uh, so about last week or so, we had the unseasonable storm. I was working with some folks in the community who help other folks in the community, and we were involved in helping out some people who didn't have a place to stay, find a place to stay and that type of thing was something I never directly experienced before. And some of the folks involved, people I knew, at least in passing, walking around on the sidewalk, and that was kind of an eye-opening moment for me. So I just wanted to remind everyone in the public that you know, our neighbors out there, um, you know, some of them need more help than maybe what you would notice at first notice. So you know, giving a smile, saying hello, those things might make a, make a difference for people who don't know have as much as we all take print. Uh, circling back to the waste haulers conversation recently, we learned that Judy picked up a really helpful hint from the chief about potentially being able to file some complaints as a witness through the police department and have fines be mailed, tickets be mailed to these pending haulers. So I think that would be the next thing to try on Judy. Um, if any of the people who have experienced this have circled that, do you get on that? Or? Uh, no, one of them did. Um, mentioned to the police chief that they would not file. Okay. okay. So I'll, I'll reach out to both of them and hopefully we can get one of them too, or maybe I'll get up early in the morning and witness it myself and sign some paperwork or something. But it's nice that we might have an option to hopefully rectify this. Correct. There was a treaty passed on an interesting thing called a monarch pledge, and I'll, I'll report more on that later. But it's something communities are doing to recognize the important role pollinators play in the community and potentially take action to support um, the habitat improvements that 
potentially for next year, maybe looking at the property maintenance code and, and things we can do to make sure certain flowers are able to grow tall enough to support butterflies and so on. Just a quick update there. Had a meeting with a current community mural project effort. They're looking to have a mural put in and the little railroad trust of tunnel down at the storage project. A neat little spot that they all probably recognize when they're not as kids. And the efforts being led by the Systems of Care and Lisa Glover, and they created these design meetings where local middle and high school students are able to meet up, talk about their concerns and interests in the community, and then ideate on potential designs for the mural. And this is the age group that kind of is most active in that part. So it's really neat to see the local stakeholders having a direct impact on a project in their their area and uh, it's a really inspiring example of what kind of participatory democracy that I'm really glad is happening in the borough. And lastly, the uh, GHP on behalf of the borough has a couple of grants out for streetscapes and projects in town. You'll see in the packet a cover letter to um, Representative and uh, State Senator Lisa Baker and Lisa on the phone. You, you have a you should have one in the mail coming too. But just letting you know, I was reaching out to them to express the importance of, of streetscapes and hopefully we can land the at least the engineering grant that would be the stepping stone for all the other streetscape projects down the line. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, I will be taking part in that Friday session then for the mural, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, and I did want to touch base on the trash haulers. I know you mentioned that we did find like an option for citing uh, violators based on the witnesses. And obviously, as we pointed out, maybe the people who are directly impacted by this are hesitant to to be the uh, the plaintiff or the, uh, the the affiant in this case. So um, if if we are going to determine then how best we can approach this, both from like a enforcement standpoint, but also not trying to bring people into the fold who are hesitant to do that. Are you suggesting that we have like a plan of attack from the standpoint of, you know, whether it be you or somebody else in the borough? I know maybe zoning was was an option there too. Yeah, yeah. The last we talked, we were looking at uh, potentially getting the zoning and maybe the code enforcement officer getting them involved and potentially witnessing this and issuing a ticket of violation. And that could still be an option. To, to explore and you know, for those out there in the public who are dealing with this issue you know it's it's stressful and frustrating and we recognize that we're hearing the stories about it so come forward and let us know maybe you aren't comfortable in pursuing this action maybe you are but you're certainly welcome to tell us about it so we can try to do something yeah i think the the hurdle to the to the enforcement um currently is that we don't have the staff or or the, the resources to do so. I mean, we don't have police on at that afternoon. And it would be so much easier to just say, hey, while you're on shift, please enforce this during the time frame that we need this enforced. But it's pretty stark if we don't have anybody to enforce it, but the people who are essentially in a victim's role potentially. So exactly. uh, it's it's a really tough position to be in right now as the borough. So I'd love to see something come, you know, to fruition and, and soon for individuals who've been putting up with this months, you know. Mr. Nelson? Wasn't, wasn't there something you were doing with the zoning officials to take care of this? Did that work out or did not work out? It got paused. I heard about this option mm -hmm. as that was oh. being pursued and it seemed like we didn't want to try it next. If, um, if we run into some roadblocks with this, I'll, I'll, reach, I'll, I'll probably reach out to, to zoning to have it back. They're only there on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So from that standpoint, if we have zoning potentially as option A. Uh, potentially, like this one seems turnkey if someone wants to sign a piece of paper. Right? All they have to do is sign a piece of paper and then they're the witness when they go to court. Right, who, who would that be though if it's not the person reporting this issue? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I mean, if zoning is there to see it happen, then I guess they could issue a ticket directly. Okay. So, that would be option A then, if it's not the person who would be signing this because they're experiencing this. Option B beyond that, or are we not going to hopefully have to entertain it? I mean, an option <laughs> I mean it, it would be nice if we could direct police officers to be there at that time frame. I mean, even if it's a, a shift that kind of goes outside the norm of the shifts to be able to put a stop to this. I mean, this has been going on way too long. We've been at this for multiple meetings and that's easily an option set to us, even if it's the police chief or anybody else. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we'll, um, I'm happy to pursue anything that works. Okay. So there is this happening every week. Quite it's a little intermittent. It's it's mostly happening on Tuesdays and Fridays. What we're like every Tuesday and Friday, or just all of that. Every so often, we'll have a break of like a week where it doesn't happen. That's at all. the problem if we bring in and right. then yeah. we spend a lot of money. Right. Yeah, that's the problem. Because we're not we're not going to do that for free. Charge by the hour. Oh, it's not like four in the morning. And I, again, I'm not sure whether they'd agree to come on a four in the morning to a seven in the Correct. That, that, that is a. We just have to be more practical about what we think about doing. Judy, during this, I had to ask them a question, but during the summer, does DP, what time does DPW, DPW start? Uh, sometimes they start at four or five in the morning. All I could ask is a suggestion I would have would be to ask them just once in a while, just take a drive by. Actually, the street sweeper driver starts at four. Oh, that's so just, there you go. We can drive right up. We can there. get the schedule. Yeah. That's what I would suggest. That's time at least. You may waste some time, but at least it's not. Uh -huh. Yeah, but you guys are making the point. So the garbage truck can't come at four o'clock in the morning, but DPW can be in front of my house <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning, wake me out of a dead sleep. Do they have done that? And I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. With so do you want this rules for the rules for not for me? Does the street sweeper start before the hours of seven to sweep the oh, street? Oh, yes, out they come in because yes. to do Main Street, they mm -hmm. have to go when the vehicles aren't there. Otherwise, they'll be going out and around. Is that a violation of our own ordinance? No, no, so, it's no there is no violation of the it's ordinance. Not a trash it's not a trash right. home. Understood. Boy, tricky one right there. Indeed. Uh, I would I would suggest you know obviously looking at these options A through Z um, potentially you know that could be one of them if that individual might be able to as a DPW employee show up without the street sweeper but is still on the clock <laughs> uh, you know I'm sure there's there's other you know there's actual brooms we could give them to you. That's a good idea. All right, so I I mean, I think right is perfect to approach the two people and see if they're willing to take the next step. If they're not, I would really suggest the next step would be to go to DPW. That's the easiest and most obvious way to go. If they be because bring in the uh, other zoning people. I'm just afraid that we're going to spend a lot of money and just keep missing them. So right. That's just my that's my personal. Yeah. DPW is a good option. Indeed. All right. Okay. Anything further? I'll connect with you then. Okay.
you, Mr. Mayor. Appreciate it very much. On to uh, police chief's report. Um, I know that uh, the chief is not here. Is there a, a public safety report tonight? Uh, there's a police report. The police chief report. Indeed, um, we had uh, crimes reported were 20, cleared were 11, citations, traffic were 19, criminal was 15, warnings were three, arrests were 11 adults, zero juveniles, and property stolen were $60 recovered with zero. That's the police chief report. Thank you very much, Mr. Nubon. Fire Chief's report, Mr. Bates is also not here. Did you have something from the fire department? Sure. Thank you. As far as the fire department, we had a total calls of 26. MDC uh, was four. Auto alarms were six. Public service was seven. Structure fires was two. Medical was five. Hazmat was two. Zero vehicle fires, zero brush fires, and zero water emergency. That concludes the Fire Chief's report. Thank you very much. And that does stand to reason, though, to mention this is starting into brush fire season. Yes, and, and Wayne County is listed as a moderate thing for uh, a brush fire. If you saw the latest news thing over the weekend. Okay. Yeah, definitely a reminder to everybody to uh, uh, avoid potentially harmful situations because it is drying up out there, thankfully, for other reasons. But um, public works report. Mr. Brown is not here. Would that fall to you then again, Mr. That's fine. Okay. Um, for streets, they did uh, meter repairs, weekly meter collections, uh, storm drain surface cleaning due to multiple rainstorms. Um, they plowed snow and removed it from the streets and ice, believe it or not. 57 PA1 calls locate and mark. Street sweeping commenced for the duration of the season and debris removed from streets due to multiple heavy rainstorms. That's the streets report. Thank you very much, Mr. Newbon. Um, I know you have a monthly update potentially later too, or did you uh, want to note the fact that we have some newer meters? Yep, parking, absolutely. All right, um, stormwater. Mr. Jennings, Mr. McAllister, I know you're virtual, so we'll have Mr. Jennings share what he has for updates. <laughs> okay, we're gonna start in reverse order, actually with D. Um, 770 Ridge Street discussion. So we are um, working at uh, the property there. I'm trying to finish up a project that's been kind of a long-standing one, but uh, the project actually wasn't finished uh, wholly as part of the terms of the contract. So we're, as you'll see in the packet, looking to um, only partially pay that invoice until that's done. Um, but once, once that uh, work begins, it will finally wrap up 77 Ridge, Ridge Street. Um, update on one Cresma, you'll see in your packet, there is a letter, sorry, I'm all over the place, uh, from Ted Mosier, who's our engineer here. Update on one Cresma Drive, Andrew Core plans to start next week, meaning this week. The catch basin will be delivered late this week. He was planning on starting this week, but was delayed by the snow and rain. I know one of the kind of key tenants that we're working on, especially within the stormwater committee, is communication, both internally and externally, um, but also um, execution. You know, we're very good at um, identifying projects. There are a lot of projects to be identified. What we need to do is kind of like organize um, both internally and be able to communicate, you know, clearly with the public and also our admin staff and uh, vendors, but then also execute when we say, um, on time. 
Uh, so that was a little bit delayed, but it will be wrapped up this week, it looks like. So that's good news. Um, task force meeting with May. Uh, we met with um, representatives of Olds Borough. We were well attended. Richard Rick and Henry was there, James, Derek, Tad Moser, myself was there. Um, Mr. McAllister was there, who's on the phone tonight. Um, representatives from Texas Township and then also representatives up at the school. We actually met at the school, uh, which was great. Um, we were able to kind of dig in and get in on a big table with some maps, really look at the lay of the land to figure out what the heck is going on um, in some of these key areas. We talked extensively about the Crestmont area and what that looks like both from the school property, but also in Texas Township. Bird's eye view of, you know, contours and, and, and what, what we're looking at here. So. It was uh, a great exercise and collaboration. I thank Mr. Bonson for providing a lot of documentation. Tad came prepared with a bunch of maps and Mr. Williams as well, Derek over here. It was just one of those things where we finally put our heads together using the survey from 2017 um, and also uh, some of the work that we've done now to, to figure out what we can do. We have a good idea and I'll show you in just a moment of what we can do down on the ground near Mr. Monson's house, but also from Texas Township's perspective, what could be done on some of these larger properties, potentially hold the water or slow the water as it comes off of the hill there. So I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna get up and around. So as you can see here, in the public, I don't know. We have some engineers here, which is nice. Um, so the front, the front map here, you know, be able to kind of, this is basically what amounts to the watershed of, uh, Texas, of the area into one Crestmont. The yellow represents kind of where all the water flows down to. And, um, you can look at this, it'll be up. Um, there's, you know, kind of see contours. So there is some water, we identified some water coming from the school, but most of this water is coming from this area down into the Murray Pond area, down into this forestry area. We're trying to figure out best case scenarios of what we can do there. So down here is actually, um, this is the Texas Township Honesdale Borough line here. And then we also have um, kind of this water shed area. And then this is the project that we're looking at near Mr. Bonson's house. So in our discussions with the school, we're like, we're they keep telling us about you know all of the infrastructure that they've put in, which is great over the years. Um, what did what have they done to try and slow the things, uh, slow the water down? And so, we've been been able to identify closer to the project here, the filled in swale, the uh, the street surface, and things of that nature. But up in here, what can we do? Um, the idea here is be able to contact. Mr. Czar, who's here, and potentially um, PPL and use their right away through this property. There's actually big power lines through here to set up a series of natural berms in order to slow any water uh, runoff um, in a way that's conducive to the to the topography here, but also doesn't necessarily like interrupt the land use too much. It's still very natural. It's able to slow the water coming off of the off of the um, uh, the groundwater coming off the surface here and be able to hold it for a little bit um, as you know we work on this project down here now this is like later on in phase probably two um, which I know isn't necessarily what you want to hear but 
This is going to take a little bit longer because we're working with Texas Township. We're getting in contact with the property's owners to figure out what we can and can't do, whether they're willing to work with us. So in terms of the project up at Crestmont, we already have one Crestmont that'll be hopefully um, we're aiming to have it done this week, uh, which is great. This is the, sorry, this is the proposal. Get this out here for a second. Um, okay. Turn it this way. So in the report previously, which um, you had from Tad, there were two options really. And what we were looking at were um, here's the here's the stream that that is causing some of the issues here on the one side of the uh, the project. We thought, okay, there's two options. Um, we can uh, follow the existing pipe. We're going to have to remove it anyway and replace it with, you know, longer, better, lasting, better pipes, better um, and easier accesses and filling in the stream up here up to like 110 or 120 feet with a new head wall um, and um, covering that, having uh, the ability to catch the water at the surface, but also move the water under the surface, uh, replace the, um, uh, the junction box style um, uh, water here, the water access here, uh, some sort of point here, whether it's a solid manhole cover or a grate, and then down in here where there'll be a surface um, surface um, catch basin, and then into this project too. So this is the existing project that's going to be done at the end of this month here, um, all the way to here towards Crestmont. Uh, this is the new uh, existing concrete access, and then once we're able to do the surveys and figure out, you know, what the actual elevations here, we'll be able to get like real numbers here, but this was option A. Option B would have been to kind of follow this property and now take a hard 90 down some new piping here and then another 90 into this pipe. It just became a little bit of a mess. So Tad from JHA recommends to go with option A, which would be to replace the line here and, and, uh, and look to uh, have the water follow its kind of natural path in a more controlled way. So we're figured as this is phase one, and I know that probably not everybody can see it over here. This is phase one where it comes out of the stream, down the existing plane, comes through the Ronson property and into some existing pipe, and this is gonna be the new project. Um, that's gonna be our best bet because it gives us multiple access points to it. It allows us to uh, have like a better maintenance schedule instead of um, like kind of an open stream up here where it's a little bit of a, for all um, and then it allows us to get the current broken infrastructure out and replace it with new infrastructure in a way that follows the natural the natural stream so phase one and we're calling it 1a fix it would fix this part and address some of the surface water concerns off of forest street with the new curbing and potential replacements of these catch basin catch basins here kind of one and one A, and then the larger scale project, which we're hoping to kind of take into effect with task force work is to incorporate potential natural burn options and, you know, uh, get whatever infrastructure that's like up here in like the Forest Street, Texas Township area uh, restored and kind of cleared out. So that's kind of where we're at with that project. Um, at this point, I know we're going to have some questions um, across the board and I'm, I'm happy to try and answer them the best. We do have um, a bunch of the, uh, all of the survey permission slips went out. 
in order uh, to get permission to access properties. I know that we have a few back and we may have gotten even more since uh, the meeting started. Um, and then once the survey work is able to be undertaken, uh, we'll be able to finalize the RFP process in order to put it out for bid and then um, get the project underway. So that'll help us determine um, final specs. It'll help us determine final costs um, and set real and actual timelines for the completion of the project. So that's kind of the gist. Um, like I said, I, I've been pleasantly surprised with the participation in the, the stormwater task force. I know us uh, at the borough are very eager to participate in it. And it seems like there's um, a shared um, eagerness between the other entities uh, to try and figure this out. Now, that's one side of the whole hillside project. Um, but I think with this continued work that we'll be able to like come up with some actual solutions as we look to bite off these projects kind of one at a, one at a time. Um, so that's that's the update. Any thoughts from council? I know uh, Mr. McAllister, you are online too. If you did want to jump in in any way, shape or form. I, th I think Jim uh, has some that we can. You dipped out there a little bit on us there, Mr. McAllister. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that Jim has uh, summarized the project as, as well as I could. Okay, very good. Mr. Henry, you've taken off, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Is there, Rich, Attorney is there anything, Henry anything at 6.48 p.m. Is there anything to add at this point or not? The work by the stormwater committee spent the team down and stopped. They worked very, very hard. And Ms. Botanis, the entire council, the mayor, everybody's worked very, very hard. JHA, they've been encouraged by Saro to do this work, put this work together. So I think the plans are astronomical in certain regards. Anyhow, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Mr. Henry. Mr. Bonson, um, is there anything that you'd like to? to speak to tonight regarding the stormwater issues there. Uh, as you know from previous experience, if we can keep our limit of time. I'm not even gonna take that long. Very good, thank you, appreciate we, we it. We don't have enough time for that. Oh, that's fine. First, I, I really appreciate you pushing this forward. Here's, okay. I'm gonna need to take this in. Yep. Okay, I'll absorb it. First, I want to thank I want to thank you for pushing us to continue to push this. Like Mr. Henry just thanked the Stormwater Committee and gave us products. It really comes down to what you and your neighbors are doing in order to continue to push this forward. You brought us information that we didn't have, or we didn't think that we had. You brought us insights that we didn't have. All that stuff has been important, really, really important to start to get these conversations started to where we can actually speak to the project and the history of it in a way that makes sense. It's not just, you know, us coming out of nowhere. So I am immensely grateful for what you've done to push this project forward for you and your neighbors, both in your immediate neighborhood and down, up and down the line in the city, because this is a key part of what we're trying to do for this whole one. So that's what I did want to say as Mr. Henry was leaving, because it's not the committee. It's really what you guys are doing to push this forward. Honest to God. Okay. I tell you what, uh, I'm going to take all this in. You know where to find me. Uh, at this time, 
I don't have any more comments. Okay, let's let's see where it goes. But I do appreciate. I think you need to get, let us to have a little more input. This isn't the forum. Okay. Thank you. Everybody Thank you, Mr. Johnson. Have a good night, sir. Uh, I did have a quick follow-up question to that, um, Ms. Pultanis, and, and I know you've worked with Mr. Jennings on this. With respect to One Crestmont Drive, I know we were notified by JHA that, you know, plans to start this week. Um, do we know that they have started today or that they'll start tomorrow? I have not been informed by JHA, no. Okay. Cool. They are their project. Uh, he's the project manager, Ted. Okay. So do we have a system of updates that we can get out to either council members, just in case we're all asked, obviously the committees first and foremost, but so that when we have something like this that comes in from the engineers saying they plan to start next week, that we can follow up with each and every time that there's a next week schedule and just to make sure that it's happening because we obviously knew that that was the case for one press month leading up to December 31st yeah. and that didn't follow through. So again, all of our hopes can be that the catch basin was delivered late last week, but if we know that was delivered, we can speak with some authority to members of the public that these things that, that we're helping to spearhead are following the, the schedule that that's been laid out. Is that a good way to proceed maybe that we have like check-ins with them just to make sure it's starting or? Yeah, I think what we'll do is I can send a note to Ted and have him call Ms. Tennis or whoever, you know, notify us either by call or email um, whenever the project begins in earnest. So yeah. I know it was only supposed to be a two to three day project. So hopefully it does start tomorrow. the goal but we'll follow up with Ted. We did, I got to see him this morning and he said that he was confident it would start this week. So let's get the rubber stamp and say hey it, it actually it's actually doing it. <laughs> In a former life I, I I was the squeaky wheel that got the grease sometimes. And so I just know when you ask questions and pressure and pressure and pressure that is when you can get some results. And obviously up until now the folks the Hemkis is there have had none and it looks like they're getting some. But we just want to keep that pressure on. So our contracts are written that JHA is the point person for the project. Perfect. So I pass along anything I receive from the public, and then the project manager is the one who deals with the property owner and okay. the vendor. Okay. Very good. And then unless I'm instructed by that person to follow up or to do something else, then I'm not involved with anything other than that. That is the project managers. That's what you're paying them for. Okay, so it stands to reason that Mr. Mosier should be letting us know if something changes to this schedule. For sure. Okay. Very good. All right. And with future RFPs, we're going to be a little more diligent in figuring out who the actual point of contacts are. So it can be obviously the project manager, but there should be a secondary one listed in the event that these are things aren't coming. Information can flow to Judy or whoever the contact person is. So that we actually get the updates that we need and we're not just waiting around or constantly asking people. So that's something that we're we're gonna talk about in the in the committee itself. Yeah, because I mean you're literally at the center of the nervous system, Ms. Botanis. So that's where I figured, you know, at some point right. it should we process everything and that could yeah. be that way, but almost every project written so far has been J H A as the person to contact 
property owner and the vendor. So unless I'm instructed directly to, which I was last week to contact the Hemkuses for the project to start this week, uh, I would not normally contact them. Understood. Yeah, that's that's fine. I think it's just for our understanding too that when they say it's scheduled, that it does end up happening. Yeah. So perfect. Um, last thing in stormwater. So I touched upon 770 Ridge Street. Um, so there's a motion here. I move that Borough Council withhold 10% of the invoice amount of $12,777 for Leeward Construction Inc. vendor for 70, 770 Ridge Street since the project is not complete and as recommended by the stormwater engineer and authorized payment of the balance. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Jennings. Is there a second? Second. Second for Mr. Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? I have a question. Yes, Mr. Nelson. Where did the 10% come up? Is it in the contract that if it's incomplete, we take 10% or is it? It was from the stormwater project manager suggested it to Homesdale Burrow. Oh, so it was just a suggestion? So, yes. So I spoke Can we take with... more? Because <laughs> it's only 1200 bucks. I mean, out of a $13,000 project. I it's don't some know. yard work that has yet to be done. The yard work restoration has to be done. The project is complete, but the yard work is not. Is done. there anything stopping uh, Leeward from walking away saying 1200 bucks? I'm sorry, what was that? Is there anything, for, for if, can, do they have to fulfill this contract by holding back $1,200? Is that enough of a holdback for them to complete the project? Council can amend the motion. I mean, it's up to the discretion of council. You know, I'm thinking of the person living there. But generally, in the past, we've only held 10% of a project back. It, it, can, it can be more if you want. I just... Yeah, if you want it to be, it's, it's your motion. And forgive me, you may have read what is on the actual agenda for the motion, which says 12,000, not, not 1,277. Well, 10% of the 10%. Okay. So oh, sorry. We're only right holding back, back. Yeah, twelve hundred bucks. Sorry, yeah. thank you. Good correction. The question becomes, yeah, just an article for exactly. Well, what when they say, pardon the question, do you offhand what the artwork would consist of, or what it means? I, I don't. Do you believe... know the artwork? They say for the artwork. You said that the artwork was not completed, but what you define as the artwork? Eighty linear feet of stone it, trench and pipe. So they have to restore the yard to the previous thing before the project. I don't believe Tad extrapolated when we met with them. Um, no, but the, it's from the work actually, right? right? It's the grass and the yards all torn up from the actual construction. So, I mean, if you want, we can. Well, I hear 20%. <laughs> Based on my reading of this, it was to see how it affected the stormwater runoff, right? And then if it affected the stormwater runoff in a positive way. I'm not correct. What do you I'm reading that from Tad right, to Tad's thing is in your in the packet. Right. So if you wanted to change the percentage, you can. His report is there. And then in a meeting with uh, Mr. Jennings and I, we asked about the 10%. That's what he has held back before on other projects. If it wasn't complete. It's 90 some percent complete. 
said, the job is 90% complete. But it's entirely up to you. If you want to do 20%, 50%, uh, whatever you want. But I don't think you would want to do, but particularly mm -hmm. for professionals, what do we want to do? I mean, we Thank don't you. want to yes. create a situation exactly. where people mad. If, they, if the standard norm is if the percent work has been completed, then we should hold back to 10%. But I'm just saying, you got to be careful what you do. Not a lot of stuff, there are standards that they expect are used to. Unless they intentionally, you know, if they do something else, but don't forget if they don't complete this project next time it's bidding, you didn't complete your last project, that gives me incentive to come back. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm comfortable keeping it as is and see and, and keep it on it. It's another thing that we can request. We get information, more information from Tad and as to what the response is when the work starts, all, all that stuff. So future contracts should be more clearly defined as to what the penalties are if they incomplete. But he's not clear in his report to you, Pat. So he said it's up to the council. So you seven can choose so do 15% if you want. Mr. Nielsen, if you did have the desire to increase that at all, that's certainly you know within the purview of council if we wanted to amend the motion, but the 10% is still I don't have enough information to come up with a figure. So I would suggest we keep it as is, but let's, Ms. Boltennis, if we can just follow up with Tad and have him give a detailed report as to when it, what the response is, when it starts, or when it's planned to start, when it starts. If there's no response, then we can contact Leeward directly and make sure that this gets rectified. Once again, that goes back to key tenants and communication. We want to make sure that we're up front with people, we're clear with people. I think it was the rain and the snow that came and they couldn't do anything in the yard. So let's let's see. Well, it's a good point. Well, yeah. I'd say let's see how it plays out. All right. So I'll get a report from Tad. Okay. So the motion remains on the floor. Was there any further discussion about withholding 10% of the $12,777 for Leeward for 77, 770 Rich Street? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you, Mr. Jenkins. Was there anything further? Uh, again, you guys deserve a lot of credit, though, uh, working with the community to achieve these goals. And, and now that we are past winter, um, we can hopefully just have these projects get going in earnest. So thank you. Buildings Committee report. Mr. Nilsson, I know we added something to the agenda there mm -hmm. and a monthly update. All right. The only thing I have to update for buildings is that we finally threw out all of the e-recycling in that other room, which is like a big deal. And I can't wait to get rid of all the rest of the stuff in that room. <laughs> anyway, um, for building, uh, I just would like to make this motion that I move council advertise for the building superintendent position as approved by the finance committee. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Nilsson. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Jennings. Is there any discussion on the motion to advertise for the uh, position of building superintendent per the finance committee's uh, thumbs up? I have no issue with it. I just don't like the idea of saying finance committee approval because we don't really have the authority to approve that. But I have no issue with the hiring. Okay. But would you be willing to? 
Yeah, I can do that. I would just amend to strike. Not a problem. I meant to strike. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Jennings, would you also be okay with striking that last portion? Very good. Thank you. It didn't sound right when I read it. No, that's fine. I didn't write it. Yeah. Very good. All right. There's a motion on the floor. Any further discussion? All in favor, say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. We'll have Ms. Boltanis advertise that. Yes, sir. And we'll get Please some other. Get back to me at the end of the meeting. We'll get some other job postings down too then for, Sounds for social and otherwise. So, um, Ms. Boltanis, we can coordinate the, the description, mm -hmm. obviously, for the web and, and all that. Mm -hmm. Mr. Nelson, anything further? I think that's it, right? That's it. All right. Uh, Economic and Revitalization Committee report. Uh, Mr. Jennings or Newbon, I know Ms. Burns did text me. She said she was not going to be on the phone. I don't have anything at this point in time. I'm not sure. Yeah, me neither. We, we can address next meeting. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, based on you know the future of that organization, it'll be helpful. Um, We'll move on to that under finance, but also um, we had an update last time around the designation may happen within the next 12 weeks or so, uh, three months or so. So it might behoove us to uh, work in tandem with, as we have been with GHP to determine how that rolls out. I know the mayor pointed out it's KOZ zone and you know that announcement too can, can help, I think the, the borough position itself in the proper way too, along with the economic development arm of the borough. So. Mr. Newbon, finance? Sure. Uh, I did just have a quick finance report that you all should have got, but I'll go through it briefly. Uh, we had a finance committee meeting on April 14th. Uh, in that meeting, we discussed how to fund the proposed hiring of a building's maintenance tech, which we just uh, moved on with Mr. Nielsen's help, so that's great. Um, we had a discussion on how much the borough spends on Fox Ledge water, and we were able to conclude that March, the March billing was a bit higher than most months because of a larger order. Um, also some discussion on maybe purchasing the water coolers rather than renting to save a few dollars there and um, also kind of verified that with some of the employees that that was a valued benefit to them. We also discussed options on how to fund future building projects and there was some discussion on the reconciliation and the purpose of the general obligation sinking fund which uh, we did not come to a conclusion on but I'm sure we will. That concludes the report. Uh, we do also have a potential motion on here uh, and just a little background for anyone who doesn't know the borough did commit to contribute $15,000 annually to the Greater Homestead Partnership as basically in conjunction with the designation process um, but I would recommend since our budget does really come down to a cash flow game and we are within our means to do so I would say let's go ahead and push that off to the uh, May meeting and not act on it unless anyone has an objection um, but we certainly will fulfill our obligation there. That's all I have from finance. Just a question. I can notice that there wasn't on the, the treasurer's report. Oh, you're right. Correct. It wasn't on the agenda at all. No. So Correct. do we need to move to add it? We would okay. To I would it. make a motion to move the approval of the treasurer's report to our agenda tonight. Mr. Newbon with a motion. Mr. Nilsson with a second. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. We can now. Uh, have the treacherous report entered in this. Certainly, and good catch, Mr. Ojello. Um, treasury report is there for your review. Hopefully, you all got to take a look at it. Uh, 
it's uh, it's all there for you. I move to approve the treasurer's report for March 2022 pending audit. There's a motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there a second? Sorry. Second for Mr. James Jennings. Is there any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you very much for that catch. -in. Anything further for finance, Mr. Newbon? That's all we have for this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Grants committee report, Mr. Nelson or Mr. Jennings? Mr. Jennings. Um, we don't have any uh, grants update to speak of at this point. We are we are in contact with uh, someone to learn more about um, a program through DCED called the Stamp Program. So that's like kind of like a top-down um, administration kind of like audit of like how we do our work systems and where we could how we run the borough and we'd be able to potentially, uh, once we go through that program, we'd be able to apply for grants and, and figure out some grant funding. So we're just in like a discovery phase of that, um, but it could be an interesting program for us to run through DCED and they offer, you know, kind of like intro sessions for it. So I'm trying to get a scheduled one. I know later in the month, or is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. Time is not real to me at this point. Um, tomorrow we have a meeting with Hailstone. Um, and so we're kind of getting an idea of what, how we could potentially work together, um, what services they provide. I know that they run the, um, the county's redevelopment or uh, CDBG funding. Uh, so we do kind of work with them already. Um, but that is from that is from where is it i don't have it i don't have it on my, my calendar right now but it's, it's at 8 30. it's at okay 8 30 yeah so we're meeting with them i think for about an hour um to to dig into that so that's pretty exciting because they're they seem to be doing really good work and figure out how it could potentially help the borough so those are the two main updates from grants at this point and then obviously we're working closely with jhp to figure out what designation looks like and all that stuff Thank you. On to insurance committee, Mr. Jello and Mr. Nuba. Well, I really only have two things I'm aware of. Jared can jump in. Uh, number one, we did receive three working comp claims in the past month. At this point, there are no determinations on those at this time. Also, with select insurance, we do have the issue with having to change our employee handbook for the policy that they wanted. My saying is like to see what has got back or see what has got back, I guess, Jared, you is that how we want to handle it? We well, can. Yeah. Basically, insurance people insist that we have had insurance for following through, but now it's implemented, implemented within the policy. Based on the, the letter from the insurance company, should we respond in the interim? Well, we, I think with Ms. Seal, 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 Ms.
did send a letter to the select insurance letting know that we are process correct. I did not see anything unless you did something when I was away. That is why the second notice came. Okay, so we should so we should she return this whole packet to the insurance committee. So um so we have to do some sort of timeline back to select them. Okay, so we definitely want to get back to them. I mean Joe, we need to work with you on the handbook. The handle so in front of the meeting is something we can go over. So we can do that. We should get a letter up to them right away saying that we have received a letter from our labor attorney, but the process is working. Okay. We have finally received as of last week. Okay. So do you want insurance to meet again or well, you... I, I don't think insurance needs to, but the person certainly does. So I just make sure okay. insurance perspective my from mine is that we have to make sure we have a letter to saying that this is a process. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So who is <coughs> signing the letter back to select it? Is it some I should sign that letter okay. with the Although Jared and I are both down to Oh, okay, we can have the both sign. Yeah, Thank you. Anything further on insurance? No, this All right. On the parking committee, correct? Mr. Duba. Yeah. Parking, uh, we have PEO meter, -E meter tickets issued with 332. Total PEO voided tickets were 13. Tickets written by police were zero. Voided by police from zero. Total magistrate parking fines were $663.70. Total parking permits were $1,360. Total dumpster and contractor permits were $0. Total lot permits were $580. Total parking tickets were $1,494.29. Total meter collections were $5,969.17. Total pavilion fees were zero for a total of $10,067.16. We also did hold a parking committee meeting. Um, we discussed uh, different issues on how we can tell whether there's a dead meter. Uh, Mayor and I discussed some uh, where we can put some of our new heads in, and we did have uh, DPW install 24 of the 24 that we had new heads, and we're going to work with the finance committee to see budgeting for getting another crop of heads in where they're still at a lower price before the price goes up. Um, I think that's it for parking, unless Mr. McCaller has, has anything to add. Mr. McAllister, do you have anything to add to the parking report tonight? You're still muted if you need it to unmute, Bill. No, it looks like you're unmuted, but we are not able to hear you currently. I did take note of in front of Gravity Ice Cream. There was definitely some newer heads there. They uh, they jumped right out of you when you took a closer look there. Um, they're digitized, so they're a little bit of a departure from what we've had here for, for many years. So. After the discussion, we decided that we would run them down in front of Gravity. And with what was left, we stood outside of the borough hall here and split them each way. Very nice. And then when we get the new crop in, we'll get together with a, and uh, strategically decide where we want to place the, the next crop. Specifically, like the note, welcome to Homestale on it. Hey, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's different options with these heads that we can explore uh, as, as we keep rinsing. It'll be, uh, it'll be an adventure. 
Thank you. Any other comments or anything regarding parking? All right. To Parks and Rec, uh, Mr. Jennings, Mr. Nelson. Uh, yeah, so we have a few lifeguards and pool hirings uh, to kind of go through, which will be great. Um, we have, so far, we have three lifeguards, one returning to new, um, and then we have some um, person for admission and sales, which is great because the more people we're able to get from, I call it front of house, but running like the pool house ad, um, admin would freeze up space for us to continue to rotate guards through different sites. So um, as we all know, we're in a lifeguard shortage kind of everywhere you go, even places like Woodlock are having a really difficult time hiring people. So the more lifeguards we have available, the better, and the more shifts and time they're able to be in and around the pool, the better, not necessarily signing people in and things of that nature. So um, having someone specific to that is going to be big. So we're excited for this. So um, I move that Holmesdale Borough Council offer conditional employment based on the successful background check, reference check, and other pre-employment requirements as lifeguards the following. Lifeguards returning, Madison Meir. Lifeguards new, Abigail Meir and Elizabeth Meir. And for admissions and sales, Courtney Hubon. All right, there's a motion on the floor from Mr. James. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, we can hold a voice vote. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? I'll abstain. Uh, one of the candidates in my order. So I'll also abstain. Two abstentions tonight. Uh, we'll have you gentlemen uh, fill out the, uh, the forms, but thank you again for helping us with our workforce development. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. Seriously. All right, so we have some hybrids. Yeah, 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 so that's great. Um, item B here is an update from Pick Up the Poconos. I wasn't able to participate, although this event is near and dear to my heart because <laughs> the last two or three at this point, there's tons and tons of trash that were able, uh, all the wonderful volunteers. Uh, thank you so much for coming out. On, it was a beautiful Saturday. Uh, you can speak to it a little bit, and, and the mayor as well, and anyone else. Thank you for your time um, and dedication. As you see, we honored Mr. Carney here today. Um, it's just super important to take pride in where you live and, and help out as you see, you know, trash along the street. So really good advice to get some new trash cans so, or additional trash cans in and around to some strategic locations in and around town. So we can explore that for sure. But the, the group that came out for the Poconos, I don't know how many came out eventually. A little bit more than a dozen, maybe 15 here in town. So that's great. Yeah, we kind of spread on out. It was very helpful. Yep. Every so, little bit counts really is the key. For sure. I saw someone took a car mat out of the river. I always love to see that stuff. I don't know how it gets in there, but it's in there. It's nice to see it get out of there. So uh, a big shout out to DPW for coming around and picking it up um, as well. So um, really cool effort all around and it's one of my favorite events. So if anybody has anything else to add, please feel free. Just follow Mr. Carney's lead as well. Yeah, <laughs> Um, lastly, uh, this one's not as good news, but um, again, another appreciative um, kind of round for, for this one. Uh, we do have two resignations from our uh, Parks and Recreation Commission. Um, I'm going to combine them. That's okay. Okay. No one. Great. Um, so I move that Homestead Borough Council accepts with regret the resignations of 
Guario Curiel from the park and Faraji Starks from the Parks and Recreation Commission. There's a motion on the floor from Mr. Jennings. Is there a second? Second. Second from Mr. Nilsson. Is there any discussion on the motion? I, again, just immensely grateful for people who give their time. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Carolyn's here tonight. So thank you for serving um, the commission as well. And, you know, we'll have two positions open. So if you know anybody out there who loves borough, you know, the borough and loves our parks and wants to see them improved and get involved in local government, um, send them our way and we'd be happy to talk to them. So uh, thanks again for from to Faraji and Guario for their time on the, on the commission. Indeed, I spent some time on there with, with them both. And, uh, you know, that's again, a monthly meeting, but it's it's more than that. It's, it's service to the community. So we thank them for giving it their, their time. <laughs> Any other discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. You're not allowed to resign. Ms. <laughs> no, it's okay. Thanks for coming out tonight. Thank you. Um, and then from the Parks Committee, we've been doing a lot of work to try and get the word out about lifeguards. So we'll be hanging some signs at the pool, um, <coughs> hopefully in the next week or two um, when we get them in. Um, but they'll be on the pool fence. Um, and then, you know, thanks. I'm not dead yet. It's five bucks right there. Just <laughs> yep. And we're just excited about the season um, in Central Park, too, with a couple events the WCCAC, Roots and Rhythm, and also the Yoga in the Park. So, um, yeah, get out, enjoy the parks, and tell us anything that you want to see happen there. We'll try and make it work. Sounds good. Anybody else for parks? Ask Jim. Uh, so starting, what's the wage for the lifeguards again? The wage for the lifeguard, I believe, is between twelve and fourteen dollars an hour. Okay. Um, and I think it I, might start at eleven for someone with no. I'm not sure. There was a resolution that we passed. It's it's. Uh, I think um, pool admins uh, like the. The pool returning house ones admin, get twelve. Yes, starts at um, ten dollars an hour and then up up to fourteen. <laughs> It's based on their experience. So if they had four years experience someplace else, we may consider that and give them more than the starting wage here. So it depends on their experience as a lifeguard. Great. Yeah, and the, the last thing that we'll have a bigger announcement about this as we get things nailed down, but we did work with, we are working with the Lions Club to cover certification and recertification costs. Um, so we're working with a couple community partners to figure out when we can get those dates nailed down to hold one. Um, so that I would expect a, an update at the next meeting. But if you do see someone on the street, we're going to be putting out an announcement for it in the next like week or so. Once we can get that those dates nailed down, we will be covering those in partnership with Lions Club. So again, they continue to really like boost the pool up um, as well in, in different um, in different ways. We're going to be opening the pavilion this summer. Now where they're going to be covering the cost for certification and recertification, which is a really valuable tool for people to have, you know, not only to work at the Homesdale pool, which we'd love to have them at the Homesdale pool, but, you know, elsewhere, whether they're um, going to college or something like that. So um, be on the lookout for more information about that in the next couple of weeks. Okay. I know Mr. Brown is not on, but do we potentially have a start date for having the fountain back up in the park, I wonder? It's generally not until the week before Memorial Day or two weeks before. Okay. Okay. So it's a little time yet. Right. Because you get that freeze sometimes in sure. the beginning of May. 
yeah. it's generally that like they kind of go with that third week in May. I believe in this week it's going to happen. So, okay. But I mean, I can check with them when it comes back. Yeah, I just love that day, whatever that day is. Love that day. So, thank you. All right. Um, on to personnel committee, Mr. Nubov and Mr. Jennings. Certainly. Um, work backwards a little bit on this. I think I'll start with the monthly report. Um, it's in your packet, but I'll give you a quick overview so everyone's on the same page. We met on April 8th. Um, we discussed some minor alterations to the rules of conduct to best fit the borough, and that is in the hands of our labor attorney. We're waiting for one final review, and then we can approve it. I recommend approval. Uh, we discussed some ways that we could rearrange the office to provide a little bit more um, of a focused work environment for our staff. Uh, also had some exploratory discussions on the stamp program, as it was mentioned uh, in the grants committee earlier, and also um, the services provided by Keystone Municipal Services, just some information gathering. Uh, we briefly began to evaluate job descriptions, but uh, at this point have only looked at formatting and not so much content, but we plan to evaluate all job descriptions and use them to implement annual or uh, some kind of regular performance review process. We had an additional meeting on April 15th where we discussed uh, fixing some additional minor errors in the rules of conduct. Also some discussion on how to reduce high PTO balances and re we reviewed proposals provided by our labor attorney uh, of said reduction. We also had some discussion on how we could tailor fit uh, that particular PTO proposal to best fit Homestead Borough and its employees. <clears throat> and we also had a little bit of discussion on how the committee wishes to present monthly reports. That concludes that portion of the report, but we do have, uh, actually, we will all, I believe, have an opportunity to speak with our labor attorney later. So we're going to um, hold off on action for the paid time out, off payout until we can all hear from her um, because I intended to have that all to you on Friday, but it didn't come till today, and I don't want to be in the habit of rushing decisions, so we'll hold off on that. Um, but we can act um, on the grievance, and I would move that Homestead Borough Council offer a settlement to resolve the grievance with the HPOA. The motion on the floor from Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there a second? I will second. Second from Mr. Agello. Is there any discussion on the motion? Hearing none. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you again, Mr. Newbon. Anything further? I believe that's all from personnel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Newbon. <laughs> the other Mr. Newbon. Uh, public safety. Uh, public safety. Are we going to want the ambulance report to that as well? Surely can, yeah. So for the month of March, we had uh, 73 dispatches. Uh, 41 responses and 32 unavailables. So the question was raised at the two meetings ago, I believe, by Councilman Agello. Um, and I believe Mrs. Botanis reached out and has an answer to why we're having so many unavailables. Okay, I did forward it to use. I don't have my copy in front of me, but a part of it, uh, unless you have your copy right there, uh, was the fact that the cottage hose has a paramedic on staff and rides with the ambulance. So they then are picked to do mutual aid calls first, which brings them a lot of times outside of Homesdale Borough. They are rethinking that 
they can, um, because their uh, their employees are full-time employees, they have to make sure they get their hours in. And because that is the re that is the main reason why he worded it a little bit differently, I think, in his response that I forwarded to you, Mr. Hamill, uh, about it. But uh, and from Mr. McAllister, I think I gave it to him too. But that is one of the reasons when he called me then when I followed up, because I didn't realize he actually responded when I was away on vacation, but he marked it his report. So I did forward it to you because I thought it was his monthly report. Uh, but he said he's rethinking now staffing a paramedic on because then he's being pulled out all the time. So he says that's the decision that they will have to make and see, but that is the biggest reason for the decrease that you saw on your question, Mr. Algella. Because they're they're highly then concentrated on Homesdale Borough until they get called out to a mutual aid elsewhere. Is that correct? Well, see, for uh, and not so much mute is because they have the paramedic. No one right. else has a paramedic on their unit. Right. So that is the one of the biggest reasons why. The other reason is patient can the patient that they pick can actually pick which hospital they go to, and some of them are picking Scranton hospitals. So unless it's an actual trauma call which would go here to Wayne Memorial. Uh, even the cardiac ones can go to Wayne Memorial, but the patient still has the choice if they want to go the other place, then it's to travel time. And as uh, <clears throat> he explained verbally again, and uh, if you had gone to the county training with the EMA, some of the complaints were Damascus Ambulance had to cover a call uh, in at SCI Waymart. They had to go all the way from Damascus to SCI Waymart, wasted all those hours when someone else then had to cover a call in Damascus. So it is a concern that there's not enough volunteers, there's not enough ambulances in the area. They are moving all over. Uh, several of the calls that Cadi Chose had in February, which is uh, which reported in this report, or is this March's report? Uh, we're actually down in Hamlet, and it ties them up for a long period of time. So they are then not available for calls in Homestellborough. But I can forward that email to everyone if they, if you want to. I did forward it to Jason and Mr. Hamlet. Super. And Last I know that we would probably want to ask further questions of Cottage at this point, but the solution that they suggest is taking a paramedic off of there. Well, then they have to rethink how they staff because as long as, because they have to report if the paramedic's on, so right. the county then they're the first call for a paramedic. So yeah, then they're going right. all over the county and not being in Homesdale Borough. So he said they have to rethink their, how they staff. And that of course then affects the care so. everywhere. Wait, am, I, am I following this right? We have too good of service, so if we made the service less, then it's Wayne County. It's the 911 center and how they dispatch ambulances. I understand. So right. the paramedic is a priority to everybody else. If it's because of paramedics, see that. So to keep them in the to keep them in the area, we have to take the paramedic off. Give us worse service. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. That's correct. Okay. It would seem that, that that can't be the only solution. Oh, no, that was just something he he's, he mentioned that verbally, and I I did put it in my email to Ms., to both of you. You both got it. I mean, certainly from a committee standpoint, we could discuss further, but would it warrant us 
asking for potential solutions to that issue that don't involve taking a paramedic off. I don't think any of us would entertain that idea because a paramedic has further credentials and more training to be able to save lives. And so, excuse me, but looking yeah. at from a business perspective, it costs a heck of a lot of money being very polite here to have an ambulance and a crew. So the only solution would be to have a second ambulance. Are they willing to effectively have two ambulances serving Hallsdale? Hallsdale area, the answer probably is not. That's the, I think that's the bottom line. It's about money. It's about the cost of the ambulance. And I'm quite sure that because that government convention apparently must have the regulations that probably through the EMA, whatever it is, mm. that that person, that ambulance becomes the gold standard so that everyone's where they Well, no, it's how 911 dispatch is. Exactly. That's what I'm yes. So, yeah. I'm just saying that's so whoever has a paramedic on their crew, that's the first crew that goes to any of those types of incidences so that requires. For us, is if you're not having a paramedic available, because you can have another, another, another ambulance, which is expensive. I know there's HIPAA concerns, but is there a possibility of having further data to determine a little bit greater detail what these situations, you know, where they're being called out to other situations? That doesn't matter. It's 911 services. They have their own. 911 does the dispatching. They yeah, know right. where the ambulances are, just like they're going to know now where your police cars are. Right. And whoever's closer will get the call. But I suppose that kind of information could inform us a little bit better about the situation as it pertains to other available trucks that are not getting dispatched because they don't have a paramedic. Most of the other ones are not paid, they're volunteering, they can't get the volunteers to go. This has been possible now for over 10 years. And we lost homes of ambulance because they couldn't afford to run it. Most other communities have lost theirs because of cost. And why the volunteers now? Cottage came from out of nowhere to actually save our skin. We had another email that I'm talking about, Roland Scranton. They came here promising us all kinds of service, and then they all disappeared running to run the transfers between hospitals. That's much more profitable to do a transfer than it is to run the mercy call. I'm not, I'm not trying to be terrible here, but it is about money. It's about your running business. What brings the most income? And I and think that's what's happening. I think you're right to suggest that we have to look at it through that prism. It is about money for the companies that operate, but for us, it's about life saving. Yes, but public safety, public health, all of those. I think the option of something truthfully, the option becomes to you know, start subsidizing the Yes. Well, I don't think that's necessarily the only other option. I would say it probably is. I'm being honest with you. Okay. Because we've tried everything else. I just has been up until now has been our best source. We've, we've gone through others before and they did not work out. And if you look at the paper, I don't know if we read anymore, but if you look at the paper, we see all the efforts of other surrounding townships trying to band together to get ambulances. And that's been a terrible fight for like two years now, probably somewhere. But again, it's, it's volunteer, it's getting volunteers, it's a semi paid. It's being able to afford to do it. There's lots of money involved coming in, but there's lots of money going out. It is a business. And I'm just saying, I'm not, I have no solutions, by the way. I'm not taking this way, but I say, when well, we look at this, you know, to look at it the way you're looking at it, I think it's sort of a waste of time to look at it. It's, okay, this is pragmatic. This is what they're dealing with. Talk to the owner of the ambulance company. will explain to you what you're in detail, a much more detailed version of what I'm saying. 
but it is something that everybody's going through. It's not just wholesale. I was just what I questioned was why suddenly the light switch went away. Well, now we know the answer as to why it happened. But I, the only solution would be for them to basically get another rig going, as the answer is, but to have another unit running that can bounce in so when that one disappears and you have more floating around, which is also equally a problem. So they're floating here, floating there, but it's not nice. That's what I'm saying to you. Ambulance coverage is like fire coverage is becoming very expensive. And we're worried about different things. And those things are all coming in and apply. The fire departments are having a horrible time getting numbers. It's not just the ambulance, obviously. The department's response time are not what they used to be because there's, I can speak from this personal knowledge, like some fire departments. None of the firemen actually work in also. So a truck comes in, that call comes through. They're now driving from point A to point B just to get back to the truck that then call to the call, which could be right where they're at. I mean, that's the reality of our world right now. I'm trying to be negative here, but it is scary. And financial positive is something we have to reach that point. Things scary now. That's what happens then. Would it be something to take into development in public safety then and, and just kind of continue that conversation further if the discussion needs to? Options explored. I mean, we got we have camp season coming up, and we're going to be. I mean, these numbers are going to skyrocket on on the dispatches and the unavailable. Mm -hmm. oh, summertime. Sure. Between. And yes. that is what he says. Is here's report for March. Keep in mind our last email that the ambulance does get dispatched outside of its primary coverage later, uh, coverage area by the 911 center it, if needs be. Also, there are times that there are multiple calls in the borough, and the second call would go to the mutual aid. Yeah, I definitely think it's uh, to add to our, our committee discussion and you know, start brainstorming and, and come up with hopefully some answers that we can bring back here and discuss. Could you get a meeting with the owner of uh, Cottage? I don't see why not. It'd be nice to have him. Steve was at our meeting when you honored him. Sure. So, I mean, if you want, I mean, he, he's willing to come to him. Yeah, it'd be nice to see he's the operations manager. Yeah, pretty open to discussion. Sure. <laughs> get a direct answer, go directly to the guy. And you're right, Mr. Agile, there are other communities trying to find their way through partnerships across you know, municipal borders. And I know the Lake Region one is one. Um, so, certainly, maybe that's something to. And look at as well. And in those cases, they're spending money, they are putting part of their budgets to the English language, committing a percentage to it. And again, there is a cost, it's not just mm -hmm. agreeing to it. Sure. And and he also stated that the numbers come from the third party, which means 911 provides those numbers, and that's what he provides to you. Yeah, thank you very much for that report, Mr. Newman. Anything further regarding public safety? We did have a public safety meeting. Um, Can I just ask one more thing about Amazon? Am I supposed to ask invite Steve to a meeting or invite him to just some other meeting, meeting? A committee meeting. A committee meeting. So, okay. All right. So, do you have his email, or do you want me to give you his information? Or you could forward it to me. Okay. That would be great. We did have a, a, a public safety meeting uh, to further discuss the future of our police department, and we are uh, making some progress step-by-step step, uh, as we go through, you know, we've decided to put together, you know, a list of questions and get answers to those questions and then continue moving on with that process. So there'll be uh, quite a few more meetings coming, but we did have a meeting between last meeting and this one of the public safety and uh, put some good ideas on the table. And now we just need to keep moving forward with 
And I think that's it for public safety. Unless Mr. McAllister, unless Mike has anything else. No, your workplace. Mr. McAllister, McAllister online. Yes, I'm still on. Did you have anything? No further comment. Go ahead. No further comment. Thank you, Mr. McAllister. Mr. Nelson, do you have yep, a question? question for Councilman Newbon or McAllister? Any um, further discussion on the apparent application that we have received for a police officer for the summer part-time work? It's my understanding that that individual is now working somewhere else. Um, I have in good confidence that he is still interested in working for us. And I know that we had those discussions with the police chief as well. If that is something that the police chief would like to bring to council and or the committee, I think that the committee would be able to look at that and discuss that, right? Mm -hmm. we have that committee. It has to. Yeah, it has to go through that committee process at least. So I much you know he doesn't know. Well, at the last meeting, there was discovery made from Mrs. Boltanis that there was an application from this individual. So then the application went where? Did anybody? I, it was in the newspaper. I made some very pointed questions. And <laughs> I wanted to find out, did anything happen from that? Did it just did it die that day that I said it out of my mouth, or did anything happen after that? I believe the, the hiring process pretty much got put on hold oh, okay. as we're forming this committee to right. find, I mean, because I don't want to hire somebody not even knowing what, you know, where we're heading with the police department. Okay, good. So I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we're in a holding pattern with, with, with hiring any individual uh, until we get a, a, a firm grip on where we're moving forward with the department. But we'll be okay this summer with all the people coming into town and the three, or three officers? The chief and two the full chief, time. The okay. chief and two full time. Be okay, maybe. Well, from, from my understanding, having the chief on the call the last time, okay, he has not been able to get any candidates beyond this one part timer. So, sitting here discussing one part timer mm -hmm. is not going to solve any of our issues to begin with. So, I mean, it might cover a shift or two, maybe three, mm -hmm. but at that point, that's out of all the shifts during the week. And so, discussing a single candidate at this point. Who might not be able to be a, you know replace the full time that we just lost is is possibly counterproductive in some way shape or form. But I understand the point to be made too is that we do have a public safety need. We do have a full time police department, but we do need to kind of I think recalibrate as Mr. Levine suggested mm. or discuss the 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 opportunities and uh, future of the force. Yeah. From a building standpoint, this is going to be huge. So please get this going because I want to get the buildings fixed. I, I need the police fixed so I can fix the buildings. Duly noted. Thank you very much. Anything further for public safety? That's all I have. Thank you. I would just add that uh, I found the, uh, the recent public safety committee meeting very helpful and encouraging. So we're, we're definitely working on it. And I know the uh, chief mentioned at a meeting that recently that. Uh, Into the borough, and you know, I, don't, I don't see a need to, to rush into that and just 
make sure we're, we're making the right decisions. Great. Thank you very much. We can move on. That's right. To streets. Uh, there was yeah, had already had a Mr. McAllister. We had a streets meeting, but Mr. McAllister usually likes to give the streets meeting. So I'll turn that over to him if we would like. Sure. I think we're satisfied with the discussions we've had thus far with streets. We didn't quite make out all that, I don't think, <laughs> Mr. McAllister. Since you read the report, that oh, you've already taken everything thus far. Very good. It, it's just a crackly end on, on this end, possibly, Mr. McAllister. So um, we did get that from Ms. Boltana. She uh, interpreted for you. <laughs> and we're, Sorry, connection. That's, a, that's okay. We, we did have a streets committee meeting. Um, they were discussing the possible closure of Brown Street for up to a month. Um, so that is a project with Aqua. Um, we don't know the dates. We don't know if, if it's going to happen or when, but I mean, it, it was pretty much wasn't feasible for Aqua to do anything but close that Brown Street bridge. So we were going over the possibilities and the, and the effects that that could cause. Um, but there's no decisions made or no dates or anything, but we, we did discuss that in our, in our streets committee. Understood. Ms. Patanis. Okay. If I may address council, uh, Mr. Hammer was nice enough to post this morning about the closure of Chapel Street. As you know, PennDOT is paving. Uh, UGI is going to be paving all of their projects that they did this past winter. So all of these things are happening in the next two months. So do I have your permission that as we get the dates, which sometimes we only know maybe days before they're starting, so that we can do media releases and, and posts? Absolutely. Because I'm still trying to get that. I mean, UGI put in their one call. We usually just know when the one calls go in, and then Dan will follow up and try to get a start date so that we could post something. With the Aqua one, we weren't sure what date they were starting. We knew it was coming because of their things, but they had they give they give you a date range, so it could be any one of those days that they could start. And there are issues with the Chapel Street one. We've got a few complaints today. Mm. There's always unintended consequences when it comes to trying to well, pave the street. They, the Aqua representatives and Leeward did go to the businesses, but they told this business owner that they would be able to work, but then they dug a trench right in front of their place and nobody can get there. Mm -hmm. so. And they will be here all week. I spoke with the guy. I, said, I, yeah. I think your post said two weeks. Uh, they said one week. One week. So, yeah. the whole week. Yeah, but for streets, if I may, because this, you know, I was the one who found Chapel Street this morning when I was taking my kids to school and decided I couldn't go. I mean, I was decided it was made, that decision was made for me. I had to go around. But uh, like, does the borough get any kind of advance notice to work being done in the borough? Does somebody in the borough sign off on permits allowing people to rip the streets? Is there any kind of for knowledge of projects that are happening? before they happen so that we can kind of warn the citizens of what's going to be about to interrupt their week their week or their day or their life or their business you know the street permits on borough streets as i told you today is, is downstairs and mm -hmm. i read some of them off to you but i don't know how we got disconnected because i was still talking and I, I had my back to the phone so i didn't realize you weren't still there i called you back uh those uh 
are downstairs for you to review both the houses that UGI and Aqua had uh, put their permits in. Mm -hmm. But when they do the restoration is how we know through the Pennsylvania one call, but again, it's a date range. And that one's like in front of your home, that's a PennDOT permit. We don't we don't issue them. We don't get any notification. Again, unless usually when they start work, we get that Pennsylvania one call that says that they're going to be doing work on a street. But we don't necessarily know what the scope of the project is. We'll say this feed to that feed, whether it's digging or trenching or that's there's, it. There should be some kind of like reciprocity. There's some kind of like respect between these people working in the borough and the borough. Um, the thing that really burns up everybody who lives up on Cliff Street and everybody who passes my house and goes up in the north side of uh, the borough is that we had to endure Cliff Street for like three years. It was awful. Like it was like driving up the surface of the moon and we had it paved last fall and I got to enjoy it for what six months. And right now is a huge scar going up Cliff Street where they've tore it up again. And then the ratty patch that's there right now is awful and i and i like is there kind of like uh is there any kind of rules in the books like say like you know hands off for three years after you've paved the street or is it, is it just like we could just have perpetual ripping up and paving for like the end of time how is there any kind of rules for this do we have any kind of like bylaws like you can't rip up a street after a certain time or within a certain time if and, Only and, on our streets. See, that's a state rule. And that project that's going in right now is UGI. It's gas, mm -hmm. which was what they tore it up for last year was for gas. And then they tore it up again after they finished paving it for what, sewer line or the water line? Oh, come on, this is like madness. You know, it's total madness. This whole paving and ripping up. It's ridiculous. But uh, is there also, I would like to know this, if it's even an answer, is there a percentage? Like if they rip up a certain percentage of the road, do they have to pave the whole road? Or are they, are they, is patches good enough? Yes, I can give you a copy of our street ordinance, our street opening ordinance. It does, if they're, but most of the utilities now are moving them to the berm of the road, so they only have to pave one lane, like which is the same, I think, for the state. So then they only have to come back and restore. Like on Grove Street, which is a state road, mm -hmm. they're now, because they were working there by the school, they will only have to pay one lane of Grove Street will get paid. They do not have to do the entire road. So with the utilities now moving all their utilities to the side, it'll usually only just be one lane that they have to redo. Well, I can appreciate that they're not in the right of way for the road. So that's good, I guess. But I, I mean, I can give you a copy of our uh, legislation. It's online through the e-code. It's available to everyone, even those, well, there's not too many people listening. But One other person than council people. We should but, have those some reciprocity for this, regardless if it's a PennDOT road. Because I mean, look, if you want to talk PennDOT road, Route 6, 191, you know, Cliff Street, these are all big main streets. And to say that we have hands off, no, no knowledge of what should happen with these main arteries in our own borough, doesn't make sense to me. I'm still trying to figure out when they're doing Maine and Church Street. It, it is. It's happening this summer because it has to be done before yeah. the fair, but I can't get a date. It is what I refer to as, you know, a catch-22. We have state money coming for those roads and state maintenance of those roads, but that we do not have uh -uh. the control of those roads. Uh -huh. And so we are, I, I, we, we are at their, 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 uh, the mercy and the benefit but we also i think can open
open up a dialogue where whether it's somebody working in the PennDOT office in Wayne County can have a tighter relationship with us to just give us a, a ballpark time frame, and then as we get closer, a more definitive time frame, and so that way we can communicate that to the public so that they're not finding out the morning of a Monday on the way to school. Well, so I think that's the thing that's important is even if I mean all roads need to get closed at some point. I mean even if like the ordinance or whatever says you gotta give us a week, and the week means you put up a sign a week beforehand that says this road's gonna be closed X Y Z date. You know that's the type of stuff that I think people need. Even though this road, like people want to see these roads repaired, Chapel Street's a mess. Mm -hmm. But like they don't want to see it repaired or they don't want to come upon it eight o'clock when they're already like up against it on a Monday morning. Mm -hmm. If if you had a week where you saw the sign or the signs out, you say, hey man, the sign was out for a week. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm like, it's just ridiculous. The, the stuff that's going on Church Street, you're winding in around Church Street and you have no idea what the work it even is. Mm -hmm. It's like, just put up a sign, you know, like it's not really difficult. Just put up a sign, notify the borough. We can put it on social media and we'll be able to like notify the public. It makes us look bad. It makes everyone mad. Mm -hmm. And then, it, you know, like it just, there's that lack of respect that like, hey man, like you're interrupting like a major part of what we do here as a borough, whether it's on Grove Street or whether it's on Chapel Street or Church Street or Cook Street, all these places, Pennsylvania, these roads are going to get eaten up in the as it is. What are you, when are you going to close it? Give us a ballpark so we can put out a freaking notification on it. So this is ridiculous. That's all I was asking for. <laughs> and needless to say, we, we have these uh, construction companies headquartered here. Yeah, like Leeward. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, Stafirsky's not far away. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's maybe nuts. maybe we work with the state. Maybe we work with the administration office, the committee, to say, okay, for the construction season, which is anytime it's not winter. That we we want to have like a high level look at all the projects that are coming and as they get closer to being implemented then we can at least notify everybody because it's just the fact that we could notify them if we knew and if we could work on that if we knew right the point being i think is that they don't know is don't forget pendatus yes. first of all is running out of dunmore not out of right. here so you can make contact with both dunmore number two they send out the orders to the contractor. The contractor has the option of within the time frame. Right. So if you want to make a contact, find the contractors are for those projects, find their patients, and then you might get an answer. And that's what Mr. Brown has been trying to do, because as Mr. Algello just alluded, it's not so much the entities, it's the contractors who then have their own whim. We knew about Chapel Street, but they were saying next week, but we didn't know that it was going to start. I didn't know, and Dan reported he didn't know that it was a certainty that it was going to start on Monday. But I, and just to be honest, I totally understand that we, we don't know for certain. Right. But we didn't know at all, at least us sitting here, maybe even streets might not have known that it was projected for next week. So even if we floated a, a post online or, you know, something like that that said, projected start date next week everybody mm -hmm. like that at least covers our mm -hmm. end of things and and then that way we don't have the the blowback from everybody saying we didn't know about this you didn't know about this no nope, we didn't know about this yep. <laughs> you know it's like i know we knew about this yeah well it sounds like we knew about didn't you have the puc letter that gave approval for them to do it to do, do it, it yes right. but if there's internal but knowledge we didn't know when 
it was going to start again. So I well, you just mentioned that you, you well from Ms. what Mr. Well, Brown mentioned that it was right. next week as of last week. Right, he thought it was going to start this week, but I asked him for a confirmation and he didn't get back to me. So everybody could do a better job. That's that's the takeaway. Understood. Yeah. Or if you're if you're okay with us putting out that these are projects coming up, look for them. Then we can do that in social media because that way we don't have to have specific dates. Sure. Okay. Then yeah. we can do it that way. Yeah, that's a good move. All right. Anything further from streets? No. On to workplace safety committee. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There is. I don't have it with me. I know Mr. Brown has it. I know my street is scheduled for some kind of. It, it's Watts Hill. Watts Hill. Yeah. And I know there is a list. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Sure I, can call it. Uh, I think it's just Watts Hill, both for CDBG and General Fund. Okay. And they had tried to do part of Ridge Street, but with the petroleum prices, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do the other one. Gotcha. Thanks. All right. Nothing further for streets. We'll move on to workplace safety. We did have a workplace safety meeting on Friday. Um, discussed several different things. I believe Ms. Pupanis uh, pretty much took all the notes, and we'll have a full report on that uh, next council meeting. All right. Thank you. Zoning committee, Mr. Rogelio. Okay. Well, both uh, gentlemen here is waiting for us patiently. So let's do this first. Um, basically, we do have, as you know, some. We have somebody, I didn't have this all letter that we got today. The Planning Commission had voted to recommend approval of the minor subdivision of the 4.9 acre lot at 1839 Fair Avenue owned by Wayne Health Services, separating the one fifth acre parcel containing the health pad, 2.4 acre parcel of health center. Perhaps they seem to work on and off here as we're covering the land for some of the plants. I assume that you're here this evening to explain what's going on. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Just give me I know you sat here waiting and waiting. Thank you for waiting. <laughs> Just please state your name and your address, please, for us. All righty. I am Nicholas Lapotowski, uh, professional land surveyor. I work for Kylie Associates, and we're doing a project for Wayne Memorial Hospital up on Fair Ave, where the helipad is. I'm sure everybody knows where it is, right? All right, so what uh, the hospital would like to do is uh, subdivide off lot A, which is the ground-mounted helipad containing the 1.52 acres, uh, and then leaving the Highland Physicians building with their parking lot and the remaining lands of 2.42 acres. Uh, there is going to be an access easement across Highland positions to access the helicopter pad when necessary. Um, and I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I believe so. I don't know if you guys got questions for me or. I have a question. What's the is there a reason behind wanting to subdivide off just the helipad from the property? Don't know. I personally don't know. I don't know if it's for insurance purposes or if they want to sell it to somebody or or what. I I don't know. That's really something we can't have a say on. Right. Yeah. 
I, based this on is what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, based on what Mr. Henry said previously, is that you know, based on if they have enough land there and enough space, they are mm -hmm. able to do so under the law and the planning yeah. commission having mm -hmm. suggested that. Yeah. You met all the requirements, so. Yeah, we yeah we meet everything. The lot's a little goofy because of the lot coverage, but that's what we had to do. It would have been a lot nicer just to strike a line down through the center of it and split it up, but it won't work for lot coverage for the uh, Highlands Physicians Building. But I'm sure the hospital is going to keep it, but I don't know if they're going to rotate it. You know, they have different entities and whatnot, so I, right. I don't. Yeah, I know Highland was picked up by Community Health Centers a while back, and so you know there's always changes happening in the healthcare landscape as we've kind of previously discussed. So, uh, Mr. And uh, nothing else I would ask. I would just at this point I'd like to make a motion and vote to recommend to Borough Council the approval of the minor subdivision of 4.98 lot at 1839 Fair Avenue, owned by Wayne Health Systems. Separating 1.5 acre parcel containing the health pad from 2.4 acre parcel of health center. That's my motion. There's a motion from Mr. Agello to recommend approval or to approve? I'm recommending approval. Recommending approval. Very good. Uh, motion on the floor from Mr. Agello. Is there a second? Second from Mr. Newbon. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. Thank you very much for your patience. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. All right, zoning, anything further? Uh, the only thing we have in our packet, which I'm not going to read it because it's a lot of information. If you have questions, we'll certainly try to answer it. But if you have anywhere, we have the Council for our so you have your listing of inspections for all residential and commercial for this month year today and residential registrations building permits lines by violations fees then you have a breakdown out there to check the book the dates and amounts paid for inspections rental inspections and other items is listed uh the total fees collected the 12434 27 page the rest is broken down the minor points, but I, I don't feel it's necessary to read that line by line during this meeting, but it is important that you see it in your packet. If you have any questions on any of this, certainly ask myself and Ms. Nielsen. If we don't answer it right away, we'll get it. I'm only going to add that I know that the company that is now working with us should be getting in here this coming month, and by May, we should start to see a report for them. The only thing I'm hoping to see is that we get some action going on property maintenance and quality of life issues. Things going there. Um, beyond that, I just hope that we do well. I know there's getting going, but it moves along much better. It makes you, Mr. Nielsen, feel better. And if it does that, I don't feel better. I know you don't. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping you get there. But do you have anything else to add or question? Feel free. Nope. Thank you, Mr. Agello and Mr. Nielsen. I know that uh, Mr. Carney has pointed out too, and Mr. Nielsen, and just other members of the volunteer group going out. The, uh, you know, in particular, one home on Riverside Drive where there is refuse spilling over. Um, Watts, Watts Hill? Uh, no, Riverside Drive. On the end on Watts Hill or is it on Riverside? Is it from the bridge? Where is it from the bridge? It's to the right. If you go oh, okay. to the bridge, yeah. Right. It's 359, I believe you could 
previously. The blight report has, the has yeah, that, that's definitely how I get fixed. So I know that a lot of people pointed to that as a uh, frequent flyer, if you will, of, of you know, uh, potential code enforcement. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that might be one property to, to look at of, of many, as we uh, yeah. had just- There's a <laughs> long list. Applaud, applauded somebody for, for going and, and, and doing what's right. I think we also have to, you know, follow up with the enforcement side of things too, um, when, when option, when the option presents itself. All right, uh, correspondence, none that are actionable, but we'll uh, quick go through. We had the Wayne Conservation District incompleteness letter for the Kajaw Transmission Main that was included in your packets. Um, it looks as though um, if this uh, is not received, from um, Aqua within 60 days, the Conservation District may consider the application withdrawn. Uh, more information there in your packets. Uh, Department of Planning, O'Neill and Early Subdivision Additions Review Letter, you have that in your packets as well, um, from Wayne County Planning and GIS. Of note, the 20, or the 211 March report, um, I know that there's some folks here with their um, thoughts on housing a lot too. You've had quite a few calls regarding housing directly within the county, correct? Um, this is not narrowed down to the borough. It's no, it's the a county. They give us a regional one, which is several counties. Okay. So we, we do receive both reports each month, but we put in your packet the Wayne County. The Wayne County. And it is stark that that housing need is there. And I know, you know, Mr. Jennings, you, you sit on a housing task force, and these are certainly things that are in the works to be addressed. But, um, you know, any solutions are, are welcome at this time for those in need because there's a huge waiting list for people who are in need of housing. And as Mr. Uh, Williams pointed out earlier, uh, sometimes in a, in a pinch, you know. So I think it's, we, we all need to be mindful of that. Lastly, the Tax Claim Bureau Public Repository of Wayne County sale for May 20th. And we can move on to unfinished business. There is none listed. Anybody have any unfinished or new business? And lastly, public comment period for any non-agenda items or agenda items at this time. If you're online and you did so want to address the council, you're certainly welcome to unmute. Um, and let us know what topic you would like to bring up. And seeing none at this time, we can move on to announcements of which we do not have any listed. And the review and authorization to pay bills. Mr. Chair. Certainly. I move to authorize payment of invoices in the general fund list in the amount of $36,452.17. Motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Newbon. Is there a second? Second. Second for Mr. David Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. I move to authorize payment. Payment of invoices in the ACH slash resolution number 2017-017 list in the amount of $5,904.24. Motion second. on the floor from Mr. J Jared Newbon, second from Mr. David Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. 
Move to authorize payment of invoices in the police pension fund list in the amount of $9,368.21. Second. So motion on the floor for Mr. Jared Newbon. Second for Mr. David Nilsson. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Hearing none, the motion carries. That is all, correct? Thank you for payment. That's it. Thank yep. you so much. Uh, we can now move to adjournment, but I will uh, let everybody know we will enter into executive session to have discussions with our labor attorney regarding a grievance filed on behalf of the Homesdale Police Officers Association and also personnel matters too. So uh, we will not return to our session after the executive session. So we will entertain a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Mr. Nilsson with a motion. Second. Second by Mr. Jared Newbon. 807. Discussion 807. on the motion. Hearing none, all in favor say aye. 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 Who was the second? Was he was the first. Was the second. Jared? Yes, correct. All right. Thank you again for coming out, Mr. Lake. Uh, yes, I'm going to go uh, uh, get that for you just for a moment. Let me just motion, uh, motion to adjourn at 8.07. Let me just cancel this meeting here. Yes, I will have it right here. Thank you.